Welcome, fun seekers, to another edition of the Christ is All podcast. If you're new to the podcast, you may want to go back and listen to the previous episodes. There are many, many conference messages, interviews, humorous sketches, and straight talk podcasts like this one. The last one I did of that nature was called The Untold Story Behind Jesus of Theography. And if you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to do so. Not only because I think you'll find the story to be fascinating, but there are three commercials that are <clears throat> spoof commercials, and I find them absolutely hilarious. Oh! And if you have a sense of humor, I think you will also. Well, today's episode is about how we read the Bible. And the title of it is, Do You Make These Eight Mistakes When Reading the Bible? There are many, many mistakes that we as Christians make. I know I've made all of them throughout the years myself. But I've juiced it down to eight that I want to talk about today. So here they are. Number one, reading the Bible without prayer. Now the Bible is a spiritual book, so it's a mistake to read it like any other book. The illumination of the Holy Spirit is needed to accurately understand it and to accurately apply it. Consequently, prayer before and or after Bible reading, I feel, is very important. And it's something that we should be reminded about. Number two, getting tripped up by the things you don't understand. While you're reading the Bible, it is very common to come across passages or verses that you just don't understand. And I believe it's a mistake to focus on those things because it basically handcuffs you from reading the scripture. It's better to just move on from that point that you don't understand and then come back to it later and consult a commentary and see what some other scholars have said about it. A lot of the mysteries in scripture are resolved when we understand the historical context or we discover what the original languages are saying. So don't get tripped up. Don't stop. Don't get stuck. Just move on. Continue to read the passage. Continue to read the parts that you do understand. And then go back later to those texts that you do not understand. Number three, reading too fast as if you would read a fiction book. Again, the Bible is unlike any other book. You can't read it like you'd read a novel. The best way to read and apprehend the scriptures is to read it very slowly. And I would even encourage you to read a passage one, two, three times at the same sitting. But reading slowly is important to grasp the scriptures. Number four, reading it in a state of unrepentance. Again, the Bible is a spiritual book. Consequently, our spiritual state will affect how we read it and what we get out of it and what we see in it. Therefore, if there's something in your life that God has put his finger on that you haven't dealt with, then you want to deal with it before the Lord because it will profoundly affect what you get out of the scriptures. When it comes to Bible reading, Bible study, Bible understanding, it's not just a matter of the methods you use, but you yourself have to be in a right state in order to understand it properly. Number five. Applying Old Testament laws and rituals that have been done away with or fulfilled in the New Covenant. And this is a, a very large topic, but so much that's in the Old Testament 
had application for that time, and it was either fulfilled or done away with in the New Covenant. This applies to many of the dietary laws, it applies to many of the sacrificial rituals, it applies to the clothing rituals, the clothing laws, and on and on. And it is a mistake to go back to the shadows and reinstitute those as law when we have Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And this is the main point of the book of Hebrews. Number six, failing to see Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Leonard Sweet and I just released a book entitled Jesus a Theography, which looks at the entire scripture through the lens of Jesus Christ. And in that book we show how all the Old Testament from Genesis to Malachi speaks of, points to, witnesses to, testifies of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said this himself when he said, all scripture points to me. Number seven, reading the Bible out of context. Now this is a big problem, a huge problem. It's important that you take some time to read the context and the historical setting of every book of the Bible before you actually begin. So you understand who the book was written to, when it was written, what the surrounding context of the writing of that book was, etc. For example, uh, if we just go over to the New Testament, Timothy, First and Second Timothy, are letters written to one of Paul's co-workers wherein he deals with a specific set of circumstances and issues that Timothy was dealing with in his work with various local churches. Colossians, on the other hand, is an example of a letter written to a church, a local body of believers, that was experiencing a specific crisis. Consequently, how you apply the things said in Timothy and how you apply the things said in Colossians are going to be two very different things. One was written to a co-worker, another was written to a church. Well, that's just one example among many. So understanding the context, understanding who the writer is writing to, what the circumstances was, what provoked the letter, if it's a New Testament letter, or provoked the book, in the case of an Old Testament book, finding out what provoked that piece of writing is very, very important to understanding the content. And finally, number eight, reading the Bible without taking it personally. And this is a very common mistake that preachers and teachers make they go to the Bible to look for information, to look for sermon material, to look for message material that applies to other people. And as I've often said, the secret to ministry, the secret to effective ministry, is to take that which has applied to you in your own life, that which you have experienced, and that which has become food to you to give to other people. So reading it personally is very important. Now, I have just come out with a new book entitled, When the Pages Are Blank how to bring the Bible back to life. And this is a very short book that's very simply written that sketches out 20 practical strategies of how to bring the scriptures back to life when they have turned silent. One of the key ways that we receive spiritual nourishment is by reading the scriptures. However, there are times that all of us experience wherein reading the Bible becomes a chore rather than a delight. And during such times, the words seem as dry as dust, our minds wander, we open the scriptures, and the pages are blank. And so I try to answer a question, what do we do? What do you do? What do I do when we open the Bible and all we hear is white noise? And so in this book, I provide these strategies 
that are designed to electrify your Bible reading and revitalize your encounter with the Word of God. And these are strategies that I've uncovered and learned in my own experience. I've learned some of them from others. I've discovered some of them on my own by accident. And all of them have worked very well for me in my own life. The book is only $3.99 USD, and I think you'll get a lot out of it. Just go to my blog, frankviola.org, and click the Books tab at the very top. And that will take you to all of the books that I have written and that are available. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you will see when the pages are blank. It's a red, white, gray book. And you can get it on PDF, you can get it on Kindle, you can get it on Nook. And I would love to hear what you think of the book. If you found any of the strategies to be helpful, you can write an email to ptmin at aol.com. That's P is in Peter, T is in Tom, M is in Mary, I is in Ice, N is in Nancy at AOL.com. We'd love to hear from you. In the coming days, I will be releasing some conference messages that I have delivered last year, 2012, and this year, 2013. I just returned from Colorado Springs where I delivered several messages to a group of young pastors. So stay tuned for that. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes or RSS feed. And if you find it helpful, spread the word to others. I also want to say that if you have not subscribed to my blog, if you do so by email, you will receive the next Reformation seminar as a free gift. It's free to subscribe. You won't miss any of the posts. I have a lot of exciting posts to come in the queue that I'm looking forward to and looking forward to hearing your comments. Have a great week, and God bless.